You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, this is Katie Harris, and this is another episode of the Nursepreneurs Podcast. Today, we have Stephanie Edwards on with us from Selna Consulting. Stephanie, thanks so much for being here with us today. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Um, all right. So I want to talk about your business. But before we get into that, why don't you give us a little bit of background uh, of you as a nurse? Uh, well, my nursing career has started a long time ago. You know, no one ever wants to say what the year they started. I was in, I've been in critical care. That's my nursing background, um, burn and trauma, critical care, uh, and also wound care. So I have some acute inpatient and then outpatient experience. And, and in the midst of all that grew into leadership management, uh, and director roles and moved into neuro, uh, surgical, and then also wound care again. So naturally some of those had also led me to legal nurse consulting. Um, so in the midst of being in leadership uh, is when I discovered an opportunity to work as a legal nurse. And that's kind of where my legal nursing journey started was a little later in my nursing career. I think a lot of people can say that, but um, never too late. So that's actually what I've been doing full-time for the last handful of years is just legal nurse consulting. So how did, how did that opportunity come up? I actually got something in the mail and didn't even realize legal nursing was a thing um, and started looking around and discovering what it was and decided to educate myself on that and start a business. That's what I started in 2015. I was still working at the, at the bedside. I was still in my leadership roles. So it was a business I started on the side of my full-time job and grew that business into something that could be full-time. And it really actually elevated and took off. Um, after a few key points and pivotal points, I think in my life slash nursing career, um, that really projected my business in the right direction. And that happened in the year of 2020 when COVID, you know, the year of COVID, that was the year that my business just boomed in all the right ways as a legal nurse. So that was, gave me the ability to make it something full-time for me. That is awesome. So, okay. So you were working, um, you've had this uh, career. Actually, I I was a neuro nurse for 20 years. Uh, it's, I love it. <laughs> it's like one of those things that I said, I'm never going to do neuro. So the universe put me into like a neuro unit and I never left. So it was wonderful. But um, when did you get like that first case? I mean, it was it something that you got a legal nurse case first and then you're like, I should look more into this. Be or a legal nurse. Yeah. No, I actually got legal nursing information first and started looking more into it. Um, I sought out all my cases. And once I so once I started talking about it, I think I realized how prominent it was. Other I think I had I'd like to think that I'd heard of it before from doctors. I just never connected the two. And I did because I didn't understand what legal nursing was. And so once I learned about it, then I realized, oh my gosh, this has actually been around. I just never understood it as a profession and leaned more into that. Uh, naturally too, because 
I think I, I get very curious as a nurse and I like the discovery process. And that's what drew me into legal nursing. So much of what I loved all in one place, like all in one field was, it, it seemed like too good to be true at first. I think to have a field that was just like, um, that checked all the boxes for me. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So I had a, like one of my best friends, uh, one of my neurosurgeons and he was doing legal nurse consulting. And my only foray into that was he was like, Hey, do you want to help me out with some things? And he dumped like 50 boxes of stuff at my, my doorstep. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> and he's like, just organize it for me. And you know, he's like, I'll give you a cut of, of whatever I make. And I was like, yeah, this is, <laughs> I'm not sure about this, but um, you know, from getting into the legal cases, you learn so much about, um, you know, the nursing role and, you know, standards of care and what's like grossly negligent. And it, it did become like really fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, I think it actually made me a better, a better leader. I think it made me a better nurse. Um, I was already uh, deposed at being a nurse of six months, I got sucked into a lawsuit and I was deposed. And I actually thought that was the end of my nursing career. I was like, Oh, this is it. It's not in the cards for me. Um, so I think that when I came across legal nursing, legal nurse consulting, it was something that I had already, I'd already had an interest in just because when I was deposed, right, it shifts your perspective of nursing. I became very much of the CYA charter and very much of the, it's never enough person to document um, just because of the experience that I had had so early on as a nurse. And again, that just leaning, led me to lean further into legal nursing because again, that the legal aspect of it, like you were talking about with gross negligence and things, there's so much, I think that that can be an oversight um, or, you know, or so much that nurses already are inclined to understand. They just don't think they can do anything about it. Right. I think it's yeah. the, the issues bigger than them don't know how they yeah. don't know how to contribute. And that's where I felt like legal nursing was like that perfect marriage. Well, and, and I would also say like going through um, these boxes of, of charts and stuff, uh, you know, you might have somebody that's, that's been in the hospital for 30 days or something, you know, kind of going through, especially the nursing charting where they have like checkbox and stuff and you go through it. And I'm like, I'm not even sure I, I believe the chart mm -hmm. do you know what I mean like because we've been so programmed to just check boxes off and it's like neurointact neurointact I'm like the guy's in a coma how can he be neurointact you know like mm -hmm. um, but it gave you a whole new appreciation of what we're asked to do with these check boxes and how that system in a lot of ways isn't working either like um so d did you um were you working with the nurses in your unit once you started like with legal nursing to, to help them improve charting or have you done any of that kind of consulting? Oh, so, well, naturally, yes, as the leader. So I was actually the director of a neuro unit at the time. And it was, I feel like, yes, naturally, everything that I found out, I was like, hey, guys, we need to make sure we're doing this. Uh, hey, you need to make, you know, with neuro, with stroke assessments and things like that. Anyways, um, I, I always like, I'm like you, I have a, a passion for neuro and I always loved that. So the more I learned as a legal nurse, I just, like I said, I think it made me a better nursing leader because I was able to pass that information on to my team. I didn't do legal nursing necessarily like with them or with anyone. I kept it very separate, but it doesn't mean that the knowledge and information isn't shared so that everyone else can understand 
the beauty and the benefit, like you said, of the charting and how, how every, every system can be flawed, right. Depending on which perspective you look at it from. So uh, offering those perspectives and helping them again, understand the importance of being with the patient. But then, like you said, charting in time and accurately and how things, you know, big things like don't cover up your charting, <laughs> big things. Like when you make an addendum, like it should be real. Uh, just some things like, like don't save your charting until the end of the day, things like that, that uh, we went through a lot because I noticed in legal nursing cases that I would review, I felt like I could actually tell the difference when the nurse would chart at the end of the day versus the nurse that charted throughout the day. And they would back time things. Um, I felt like you could almost always see the difference uh, of real time integrated charting versus save it towards the end of the day. And then everything seemed very boxed, like you were saying, very minimalist box, like whatever needed to be done, not everything that should have been done. So just some of those principles, I think that I carried over to the team. So now you got uh, information about legal nurse consulting in the mail and you started to investigate how, uh, how you can mm -hmm. do that. Um, at, how did you start finding your first clients? So <laughs> I cold called. My business did not take off first off originally. I think it was very much like a, I felt like a ping pong, you know? Um, I would get a case here and there kind of thing. Um, it was a bit of a struggle in the beginning just because I didn't, I don't think I understood the marketing aspect and I didn't understand how to help attorneys understand what I did. Um, that I, I truly do believe that was so much of my mindset, honestly, was a huge block for me. Uh, just because I'm uh, naturally, all I could think was, I don't market, I don't know how to do this. And what I didn't realize was as I would reach out, I was a nurse trying to sell the nursing side of me, trying to educate them on nursing when the attorneys didn't need to be educated on nursing. They're not nurses. They needed to understand how I could help them with their case. So shifting, shifting my language and how I connected with them was huge. Um, I actually got one pivotal, pivotal moment in my career was when I got my coach. I, uh, I sought a mentor. After I had my second son, it really became a, I need this to work for me, this business, because I didn't want to miss any more things with my children. I went back to work very, very early with my second child and I didn't like that. I didn't get to spend three months with him, you know, um, on maternity leave. So it was, it was very pivotal for me to find that solution. And I actually got a coach of my own, a personal coach. And that's really when I saw a huge shift in my business, having that person who could really help me see the forest for the trees who could offer a different perspective and again, help me see like, who are you as a legal nurse and what are you actually trying to help them do versus the nurse, you know, my nurse brain thinking, well, attorneys want to hear about nursing, but they don't <laughs> want to hear about nursing at all. It doesn't, that's why they have us. Uh, we're the ones that know about the nursing. So shifting a lot of those tactics and a lot of my mindset and my approach is what changed it all. I shifted from cold calling and in-person networking and sending out mail out packets to completely online. And I ended up focusing on one method online and that's when my business skyrocketed. Um, what did you shift to? <laughs> I shifted to, oh, so social media is what I shifted oh, to. Social, okay. um, yep. I shifted to one social media platform. And that's something that my, my mentor, my coach had really like 
taught me was, you know, when you try to do so many things all at once, you don't know what's working. So let's really look at the business aspect of it. What's your return on investment? You know, running some of the numbers, I don't think as nurses, we know we should run. Where do we put our energy and what's it worth? Some of the business aspects, I think that get uh, missed, not because they're intentionally missed, but because nurses are just unaware that in a business and starting a business, understanding some of these numbers really can help you propel yourself in the right direction. Um, making an educated guess and a, determining and predicting your outcome and then reverse engineering that process so that mm -hmm. you know what actions to take right now versus just kind of guessing. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So you started on, were you on like LinkedIn or something? Is that mm -hmm. okay? LinkedIn is really, really powerful. And it's one of the things that uh, I know when I was a nurse back in 2012, 2013, or whenever LinkedIn came in, you know, having kind of that ghost picture and putting my resume mm -hmm. up and, you know, just being kind of blah. Um, and not really understanding how LinkedIn helped. And everybody's like, oh, I make millions of dollars on LinkedIn. And I'm like, how does how do people make money on LinkedIn? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so what did what were you doing on LinkedIn um, that helped propel your 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 business? So I have a proprietary marketing strategy. This is something I actually teach to my students um, that I coach and mentor, and it's, um, a part of our PPE marketing strategy. So yes, pun intended, but the, we use specific things. There are specific things I teach them to do to build their profile out, um, specific terminology to use. Um, it's all about positioning themselves in the market so that you actually attract your ideal client. And then that's one of the P's right for PPE. First P we can just say is position. And then the power it's how do you stand in your power at with your and as your, like, what is your identity and how do you, how do you stand in that? How do you stand in that to attract again, attract the right people. Sometimes I think nurses think they have to go always go and get, and yes, that is a part of the process, but going and getting is also attracting and you can do both simultaneously by positioning yourself. So power and power in your conversation, the words that you use and how you reflect your specialties. And then E is for educate, educate over, over selling yourself. I used to think I had to sell all the time. And when I realized that instead of me trying to sell what I did, if I just focused on educating attorneys, it came so much more naturally. I'm, we, I mean, as nurses, we are educators. It's very natural for us to, to educate families, patients, right? Interns, uh, residents, whomever, other nurses. So when I put myself in that type of mindset, I was able to connect with attorneys much easier, be myself, right? Not feel so nervous. Uh, feel like I had to read from some script all the time. And really, again, just be able to lean into understanding what they needed instead of me trying to sell me as a nurse to them. Right. So some of those shifts um, um, on LinkedIn and then a few other tactics that we have with like messaging and things that have really helped they helped me then and they still help me now. There are a lot of the tactics that I still use now. Um, the process is very similar and it's it's helped so many nurses propel themselves in the right direction to get cases faster. Right. And I, I feel like that's really counterintuitive to other stuff that I've seen um, with uh, you know, the cold calling, you got to send out your resume to 6,000 people. And, you know, to me, that always seemed like 
kind of ridiculous. Like you, you know, they're just going to throw your resume in the trash mm -hmm. can. So like, why bother? <laughs> um, yeah, and I yeah, actually had a, I had a friend who was, he's a marketer and I sat down and had a conversation with him and he was like, Stephanie, you, this is, <laughs> I love when people say, this. you know, you nurses all seem to think you're different. Like you're some special breed, but you're still a person and you still buy and sell the same as everyone else. And I was like, you know what? You're right. There is no exception. We all buy and sell the same way. So it's really about, again, positioning yourself in your market and understanding what you do so that you can understand an attorney client, a prospect and help them with what's important to them. So just having conversations with others. And then I guess, you know, like I said, the light bulb going off and realizing like, I'm not just a nurse and I don't have to be only a nurse. And it's not like nursing is not some separate breed in certain markets. We are all one and the same. So adapting some of those methods uh, across the plane into our field was another thing I think help that helped really shift my business, uh, the direction of my business. Yeah. And I, I think that's really important to, to pull out here too, because one of the things that I've definitely learned over the years is that one, um, when you start a business, you're stepping into a leadership position and you have to assume that role of being a leadership. And that comes with, like you said, positioning yourself and stepping into your power. So those are, are two really powerful things that I, you know, I, I found have been difficult for nurses because mm -hmm. I guess we've been placed in this hierarchy where we're at the, I don't know, either in the middle or the bottom or somewhere, but we're not on top. So we don't think of ourselves as leaders, but that carries over into business. Um, and did you struggle with that in the beginning? And do you, the nurses that you work with now, do you, do you have that same issue with them? Absolutely. Actually, that's the first thing that we go over in the very first week. And um, we, I, myself, again, I, when people ask me, I'm Stephanie, let's say I did an introduction. I would say, hi, I'm Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. What do you do? I'm a nurse. <laughs> That's it's a conversation killer <laughs> right how many times do nurses go I'm a trauma nurse I'm a neuro nurse our identity is just a nurse that's all we've been able to identify ourselves with and can some of it be influential from this system right and our culture of western medicine yes but it also becomes our entire identity. It doesn't just become our work identity. Like it becomes our entire life identity. I'm not Stephanie who is a nurse. I am Stephanie the nurse. And that's all I knew. So again, like you said, understanding that being a nurse was only one part of me. I'm all, I also wear other hats. And when I'm a legal nurse, I'm not actually practicing nursing anymore. I am reviewing the practice of nursing, but I am not a nurse. And so in shifting, taking myself out of my nursing role, like stepping out of Stephanie being a nurse into Stephanie being the owner of her business, Stephanie being the, the nurse who is helping an attorney, right? I am reviewing the record. I'm helping with interrogatories. I am helping their client patient, um, helping them understand their record and the process and what happened. It just shifts your mindset and uh, every nurse that actually comes into, so we have our own mentorship and every nurse that comes into the program, we all struggle with this. Everyone that steps in comes in and I ask them those questions and they're only identifying factors. I'm a nurse. And if, if I ask the question, my mentor asked me this, Stephanie, if you weren't a nurse, who are you? And a lot of nurses can't answer that. You're not a nurse anymore. Your license is gone. What are you? Who are you? What do you like to do? What do you love? And it's really, really hard for nurses to answer that because we don't think outside of being a nurse. 
it engulfs every aspect of us. That's an amazing attribute for being a nurse in our culture, because we do give our entire heart and soul to what we do. However, the hindrance is if you decide to pivot, it becomes something that can actually chain you to your past. It can, it can be your roadblock to your success because you've put yourself inside of a box saying, this is all I am. This is all I can do. This is all I'm good at versus allowing yourself to become other things, to realize that you're not just a nurse. You're also so many other things. Like I'm a mom and I'm a, I like to craft and you know, I have all these other hobbies, like things that I like to do things that I am outside of a nurse. I have so many other things. I shifting our identity with ourselves. It's powerful. It's very powerful. And and to that point as well, one of the things that I have found that the nurses do is um, it's almost like it's an all or nothing. Like they come out and they'll say, I'm just a nurse, or they will forget everything that they've done as a nurse and come out and try and start over. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like everything you've been taught as a nurse is translatable into business and actually is very useful in business, yes. like empathetic listening and and therapeutic conversation. Like you need that skill set and don't abandon it and you know start over. It's like we need to find some middle ground here. I think it's just helping nurses understand and connect the dots. That's something that you know we work really closely with our our nurses our nurses on is helping them see how they can identify and observe themselves. A lot of it is just, it's just, it's real. It's, it, I liked, you know, my coach, I love, I still have my coach. So everybody's going to hear me talk about my coach because I'm a firm believer in having one. Um, so she calls it like relaxed awareness. And so approaching yourself, your life with that type of awareness, first, just even noticing the things that you do. Um, so many things that we do are hardwired. They're habitual. They go unnoticed. And so how do we bring conscious awareness to that, to just even observe the things that we do day to day to notice them, to understand them, and then to use them as if, as if I, you know what I mean? Like you could pluck something from one. I like to think like I could take something from one bowl and put it in the next, like, oh, this is useful. So let me use this here. Oh, this is also useful. Like from a different bowl. Let me use this here. Helping them break apart everything versus like you said, keeping it all in one place and thinking I have to walk away from nursing and go to this. It, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. Like you don't have to sever yourself from, from all of the things you've learned in the past, taking those pieces. But the number one struggle I really see with every single nurse is it's how do I do that? How do I, how do I understand how to become a business owner? And I really think the first step is awareness because if you're not aware of what you, I do things now, still, I'm not aware. My husband will point them out. And I'm like, ah, I still do that. <laughs> okay. And that's okay. It's not, you know, we don't down ourselves for it. We don't, you know, judge ourselves for it. It's just to bring awareness to it so that we can be objective and say, is this habit good for the future I desire? Or is it not good? Is this a good quality? Do I like it? Do I not want it anymore? Do I want to change it? Um, because as a nurse, sometimes we just like take it and say it comes with the territory. I feel like I did the same thing. I was like, you know what comes with the territory, like certain feelings, certain uh, living a certain type of lifestyle, right? Certain languages, things that I just thought this is how it is. This is how it goes. And I would make those kind of excuses for myself. Whereas when you become a business owner, you have the power to choose every aspect of your business than every aspect of your being. You get to choose your attributes and everything that you love and what you want to translate into that business leader role 
So embrace the power of choice. Nurses always want the power to choose. We desire more than anything, the power of choice and freedom. When we are given it, we push it away because we're scared to death to use it. And it just comes from the, I don't know how to, I don't know how to embrace it because I've never been given an opportunity to use it. Yes, that was very beautifully said. <laughs> um, so yeah, and what, what I find interesting too is that, um, you know, we've, we've spent the last like 20 minutes talking about like mindset and anything mm -hmm. and everything but legal nursing, but this is like the crux of it. And to, what I really find interesting is that you can never like sell this idea, like, you know, you have mm -hmm. to go through mindset and personal development, but you can sell the idea that, you know, I want to become a legal nurse or, you know, whatever type of uh, business that you want to own yet uh, like the first 50% of going through that business is all about what you're just talking about now, because mm -hmm. it's such a mind shift and, and it is a personal development process that you have to go through. Yeah. We have four pillars in our program. Um, and this is what I like to share with everyone is business growth and the tactical legal nursing. Those are only two of the four pillars. The other is personal growth and intentional transformation. So half of our program focuses on everything mental and personal. The other half is tactical and business because that's how important that aspect actually is. That's what's missing. I noticed from a lot of other programs is, you know, a lot of people use mindset, the word very cliche, and it's the say your affirmations in the morning and be happy. Like, great, be happy. How do I be happy? Like the how to behind it. What is the process? How do people, how do nurses work through some of this? How do, how does anybody work through? How do you shift your mindset? So it's the how to, I mean, I was there once thinking, okay, I'm supposed to just wake up and say affirmations all of a sudden I'll be happy and life will be good. And like, it just wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't working. So I think that it's understanding, um, breaking it down more granular and understanding just how, biologically, how do we function? How do we work? How do our brains process information? How do our brains store energy? You know, how do our minds work when we interpret information, whether it's for ourselves or for someone? And really another aspect too is engaging all of your senses. Like we tend um, to think, and this is, this is nurses, right? Because here's the thing about nurses is we're afraid to make a wrong move because someone could die. Here's the thing about being a business owner. You should make moves, whether they're good, bad, or ugly. You should still keep moving and you should still be doing things and executing in your business. That's a, that's like culture shock. Mm -hmm. for nurses. It really is because they, there's so much fear attached to, I need to know every step first because that has been ingrained in us. I'm going to know every step of putting in an IV before I put the IV in. I'm going to know how to act in a code before I go act in a code. And that as a business owner is a hindrance because it paralyzes you yeah. and you don't actually give yourself any grace Number one, number two, opportunity to make a mistake, to learn and to grow. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that that's actually one of the mantras that we have in, in our, my business with my team, because like I've worked neurotrauma for 20, 25 years 
and you know if, if something goes wrong in the business i'm like look if nobody dies then it's fine we'll figure it out <laughs> like you know if we make mm -hmm. a marketing mistake we'll figure it out like you know that to me there's a whole different level of like error like you're, what mm -hmm. you're saying uh, as opposed to what we do here and we just need to to get things done and, and moving and whether it's perfect or not perfect or completely understood um and I think that's an area that has helped me in my business because I, I'm okay with some vagueness. I don't have to see everything in order to move forward. Um, but that's, that is where I see some of the nurses getting hung up in, is that they can't um, see the other side. Um, and no matter how much you tell them it's worth getting there, they're, they're paralyzed uh, and they, they're not ready to move. And the other aspect to that too, is trusting ourselves. We are probably, um, as an, as an ent entity, I think the entire medical field, I'm not just even going to say nurses, we have an issue trusting our own decisions because not because trusting ourselves, if it isn't proven to work can cause error and error can cause harm. So we second guess ourselves all the time, or, we need to know all of the options, right? I need to know every single option out there before I choose because that's what that's what I've been taught to do versus really just leaning into trusting your gut and knowing like, you know what? I don't have all the answers. I don't actually know exactly how I'm gonna make this business work, but I will make it work. Mm -hmm. Trusting that you will take the action and continue to find answers, that you'll seek out advice. I learned that with myself, you know, my mentor was like, Stephanie, do you, I mean, just flat out when we first started working together, she's like, do you trust yourself? And I'm like, of course I trust myself. Like, why not? She's like, no, do you really trust yourself? <clears throat> and I had to lean in to understand. And I mean, lean in, like really let myself be vulnerable to the idea of what if I didn't trust myself? And then just becoming aware of the things that I would second guess myself on. So once you become consciously aware of like, what if I don't trust myself? I think I do, but what if I don't? I realized how much I didn't trust myself and I didn't trust my own decisions. And that is, I think that's, a, it's just an opportunity for growth and development for every person, every nurse, any business owner, nurses, especially though, because again, we need like the proof. I need the proof. I need the science. I need the data. I need the numbers that we have trust in science and the system. We just don't have trust in ourselves. Right. So to which, lean which, and to trust ourselves solely, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's one of those things that I feel like is really kind of um, scoffed at in the hospital. Like, uh, mm -hmm. and I, there's so many times that you walk into a room and you just have a feeling um, mm -hmm. and you just know something and everybody kind of poo-poos it. And, you know, like sometimes, sometimes you're right. Sometimes, you know, the thing that you may have felt didn't manifest. So you would say you're wrong, but you're not necessarily wrong. There's just... Um, you know, that gut feeling we tend to start to ignore um, mm -hmm. in favor for hard data. And, you know, that is something, like you said, in business, you have to come back to that and really trust your gut, your feeling. But you also have to be able to feel, which is another problem, is yes. that you learn to be numb <laughs> to everything. Um, so it is a huge yeah. process to start. It is, it is, it stacks, you know, anyone who listens in sometimes thinks, oh my gosh, Stephanie, when you talk about mindset, that in essence seems overwhelming. Um, and I mean, I've had nurses say, well, I was scared of the business at first, but now I'm just scared of myself and <laughs> I don't even want to do it because I'm scared of what I'm, what can of worms is going to come out. And what I have to say for any nurse is like, 
you can be chained to your past, but your past is your past. You don't ever have to relive it. It's in the past for a reason. Like you have the power to never relive anything that has happened in the past. You just have to stand in your power to take the action because the now becomes your past always. So what are you going to do right now to make the changes? Baby steps. 1% doesn't have to be a complete flip of the coin. 1%, like the compound effect, just 1% better every single day. And then eventually you're going to be beyond a hundred percent. But if we as nurses can understand that it's not all or nothing, it doesn't have to be in business and to embrace the culture change. If we really want change, if we want our, to own our own business, right? We're employed at a hospital. If we really want to own our own business, we need to embrace the, the discomfort, right? Right. And the culture shock, if you will, uh, because the shock and the feeling of failure and falling apart is actually growth. It's complete opposite of what we feel it is because that's when we discover or rediscover ourselves, discover opportunities, see other options. That's when all the beauty comes out is when we break. Mm -hmm. So without breaking, right. That's the same concept as without failing, you can't succeed. You'll fail time and time and time again, but that always leads to everyone's success. Right. There even every you can ask any entrepreneur out there, right? Any multimillionaire is going to tell you, I failed. Oh, I've made tons of mistakes, tons of mistakes, you know, or asking them, hey, what's the one thing that launched your business? Like we were talking about the gut feelings and trusting ourselves. They don't know. There's not ever like one thing that just completely changed their life. What's the one thing? There's not any one thing because it's all about the small steps because it's the compound effect. It's what you do every single day that changes the habits or, or cultivates, you know, yourself to become a person, right. With habits that you, you want that will contribute to the person, to the entrepreneur, to the business owner that you want to become focusing on what you desire versus what you were or what you had, you know what I mean? Shifting your focus to the future instead of the past. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's the hardest thing because when we ask nurses what they want, they're just kind of like, more money. I'm like, no, that's not the answer. I'm like, that might be a result, but that's, you know, mm -hmm. and that's kind of still very vague. I mean, I can give you a dollar and you have more money. That's not what you mean, I'm sure. But, um, you know, what do you want? Uh, like what would make your situation happy? Like, um, and, and it's not getting rid of debt and it's not more money. There's something else. And I don't think we've ever really let ourselves think about it. Um, no, I don't think we do either. It's a coping mechanism. We, we, we basically abate or lock behind doors, all emotions, because that's how we function. That's how we leave one room and go to another, right? One thing bad happens. We leave and put on the face and go to another room as if nothing changed. So we become very in tune to feelings or a facade. So other patients, right? Coworkers' feelings are protected, but not our own. And so we just lock them behind doors and then eventually don't even understand. I know that I, you know, when I first started my journey with my coach, a question of love came up and I was like, I love so many people. And then when I realized I was like, I don't even know if I know what love feels like anymore. When you actually like allow yourself to be vulnerable to the concept again of what if I don't love? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I know it, like, like you said, get granular and define what is love to you? What, what circumstances are love, right? What brings you love or joy or happiness? Because like you said, to say, I want more money to say, I want flexibility to say, I want freedom. Well, 
you can have all the freedom you want on Saturday. And like you said, give them a dollar. You have more money, but what do you really want? And encouraging nurses to empowering them to think like that without the guilt and the shame. We're shamed for thinking or desiring more than what we have because we're lucky we have a job and we'll always have a job and we should just be okay with that security. So desiring more becomes something bad instead of something that we're allowed to do with grace and that we should be allowed to do. And that I think is where we completely stop ourselves from thinking that we could even be successful in a business. I mean, I never believed I was worthy of even a million dollar business. <laughs> like that wasn't even a goal of mine in the beginning. I just wanted, I just wanted a good six figure income. Like my goal was never even a million dollars until I realized that I could actually have that as long as I trusted myself. Yeah. Uh, and I've gotten that a lot too. Of the, the nurses will say, I don't want much. I just want like an extra 5,000 a month. And I'm like, okay, well, why, why are we doing this? <laughs> what if you want more? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the question though. You say you don't want much and that's just you justifying. It's okay to want 5,000. Right. But what if you wanted more? What if you wanted 20,000? Why? Who yeah. says you can't have it? And it's all yeah. past beliefs. It's limiting beliefs. Right. And it truly comes from culture, even as a child, right? Culture. And then just a huge influence is nursing culture. Right. Not, and not to shame the culture that, that we have, right. It's just a lot of what we learn in nursing is quite the opposite in business. Right. Yeah. Like I, I've seen a lot of conversations where the, the older nurses will, you know, brag about how little they made and how much work they did. And I'm like, or they'll shame the, the newer nurses for wanting more money. And you're like, uh, okay, just because you make more money doesn't mean you care less about people. It's just, it's not an inverse relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, the nurses wanting more money. Yep. Go for it. You know, go for the stars. Like why not? Yeah. So it, it's definitely something. Allow your. Uh, yeah. So I, I feel like, uh, you know, Stephanie, you probably teach anybody to start any business, not just legal nursing, but uh, since you do have a legal nurse business, <laughs> you know, tell us a little bit about how nurses work with you and what your program looks like. So we have a 16 week mentorship. We actually help nurses come in, start if they don't have a business or really solidify the foundation of a current legal nursing business and give them tools and resources so that they can, again, grow their business, shift their mindset, be intentional about their transformation, not intentional just about their surroundings, right? And physical things and money, but to be intentional with that personal growth as well, so that they can align themselves with a business that serves them. Um, there are times where nurses get into businesses and then they're an employee to their business. And so that's kind of one of our like mottos is perfect day every day, because we do not want you to be an employee to your business. We want you to run your business, not your business to run you. So a clear path to alignment, bringing them in, helping them acquire clients. Um, we actually have a guarantee coming out because our nurses have such great results that we, anyone who comes into our program, we guarantee them one case or one client in the first 16 weeks. Otherwise we work with them for free until they do because that's how quickly we can get them into the marketing tactics that we use, uh, the method to streamline, to get cases, to get clients so that they can be well on their way, earning the income to, if it's to back down at a full-time job or go part-time or PR, whatever they want to do, whatever they want to do that aligns with what their perfect day is. So 
business foundation and business growth, really marketing tactics and material, a lot of personal growth. We have our own mindset coach. She's our life and success coach. She is specific to our nurses. She's also a nurse. So she totally gets it. <laughs> she's been through it. Um, she's been through the transition and she works inside our program one-on-one -on -one with a lot of our nurses to help them break through some of those limiting beliefs and to even identify it at times so that they can propel their business. And then a six-figure income projection. We want them to acquire clients and we want them to have the systems and processes to keep their business growing. And then at the end of the mentorship, we do something I call, it's our six-figure income projection. It's where we take all the actions they've actually done. And I sit down with them on a call like this or on a Zoom, and I will hash out a lot of numbers of what they've done and conversions and percentages so that I can help them see exactly the next steps and what they need to do to hit their six figures based on just what they've done already, based on case values, number of clients, cases, conversions, all of that. We put all that together in a nice little bow and walk it out so that as they leave the program, they know every step to take to continue to hit their goal of six figures. Nice. And that sounds much different than um, a lot of the other legal nurse uh, programs that I've, I've come across. Um, I mean, that sounds one, it sounds really promising. <laughs> like you are actually going to get clients, uh, especially if you have uh, a guarantee on that, that's amazing. And then just that roadmap of next steps of, of how to keep mm -hmm. it going. Uh, plus all the mindset stuff. I mean, oh my God, that's huge. And I think it's powerful too, when nurses realize we go, okay, Hey, listen, so you've only been marketing for three months, right? You're in our program for 16 weeks. You don't even market until week three. So by the time you really get into it, right, we're marketing We're three months in, this is what you've done. I think it's empowering for nurses to go, holy cow. So what you're saying is all I have to do is double down on what I'm already doing and it's working. And I'm like, yes, what you're doing is working. So this is where it's going to get you. If you don't change anything, if you change this or these few pieces, or just take what you're doing and double down, you'll reach your result. And everyone just like light bulb. Oh my gosh. The realization of, holy crap, this is working. It's so hard because because the future is so far away sometimes, right? Um, that conversion of, of what you do now may take six, eight weeks for a client to convert. So it's really hard for nurses to understand that because what we do gets results in nursing then and now, right? What we do helps patients in that moment. So it's hard for us to understand uh, the end goal and then reverse engineer it to exactly what we need to do, but mapping those steps out so they can see and realize their success that they've already had, which is shocking. Every single one of them is just, they're mind blown usually about their case value and understanding that what they're doing is actually working. It seems so minuscule when you're in your own business, Yeah. but then when you can step outside of your business and let's say, let's look at it from a 30,000 foot view, here's what you have, here's what you've done. And here are your next steps. Here's how you're going to continue to move forward. I love, love, that's probably my most favorite part of the entire program is I love the ahas and the, oh my gosh, I, yeah, this is working. I can't believe that I'm, yeah, I'm going to recover six figures. How long is it going to take you? You know, one of our nurses cleared six figures in eight months. A couple of them have been 12 months, 16 months. And, and that's aside from their day jobs. Some quit along the way because they don't need it anymore. Um, but having that clear path, and teaching the nurse to reverse and engineer themselves so that they can pivot as they, as they should, as they desire and not need someone else to do it. They don't need me. Once I give them the process, they understand how to do it and they can do it for themselves in the future.
That's amazing. Um, Stephanie, that is really awesome. And I know nurses that are listening to this are like, oh my God, how do I find this woman? So <laughs> uh, how can nurses uh, find you, work with you and uh, where where should they go? We have, so our prime is our Facebook group. That's where we put a lot of our resources. That's where all my team is. Um, they share free resources and tips and tricks for six figure success. So our Facebook group is actually called legal nurse consulting. It's the tips and tricks to your six figure success. So if they just want to go search our Facebook group, um, to find us, they can also, we have our website. It's Stephanie, um, dash ey.com. So that's Stephanie S T E P H A N E Y dash ey.com. You can also connect with our team and get information that way. Um, either way, whichever door you come through, you'll link up with one of our team members and their role is to number one, figure out where are you? Do you have a business? Do you not have a business is successful, unsuccessful? Do you not even know what LNC stands for and start meet you where you are and share tools and resources so that you can make a decision for yourself. Is this the field for me? Is this the career path for me? What do I want out of it? And let's see if we're a good fit. And if we are, we work together. That sounds simple enough. <laughs> awesome, Stephanie. Well, thank you so much for sharing this with us today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely.